Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now, our next guest is a novelist, an actor, a scriptwriter, a designer. Basically one of the soundest people around and one of Ireland's most loved famous faces. Now she's a best-selling children's author because her book has just gone into number one. It's Amy Huberman who's just released her first children's book, The Day I Got Trapped in My Brain. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How does it feel to hear that you're number one? Is that, is that <laughs> something that you planned on? Well, it's something I planned. It's listen, my goodness, like it's something that you may like hope for, but like you know, with all these things, who knows what's going to happen? But I was just, yeah, you know, like I, I love writing, but it, it sometimes frustrates me. And then mm. you know, the last year has been a tricky year, and I just, you know, getting through the different bits of the process with re-editing and, and and redrafting. So I just felt like I was able to kind of exhale a little bit and go, oh my God, all of that hard work was really worth it. So I, I'm thrilled. I'm so well, thrilled and I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, well, I'm sure you are and and rightly so. Like I'm, I know that these things take a, take a village as they say and there's a team around yeah. you and all the rest. But ultimately, this is your idea, your story and having, I've read it and I've passed it on to one of my children who's already halfway through it. It is an absolutely brilliant book. It really oh. genuinely Yes. That is so lovely to hear. Um, like it really is because this is the this is the strange phase where you're getting the feedback. Like with most things, even when I film something, once I've I'm finished, I'm like that's done, and I I sometimes never watch them. Yeah. But it, it's you know it's weird to kind of you know it's a strange phase to be in, and it's well it's lovely it's it's lovely to hear the feedback because yeah all the hard work is done and now you get to enjoy it a little bit and then um just what you know the different bits that people find funny or they relate to uh that's the bit i'm 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 enjoying well let me try something because i've been practicing this i want to see if i can get it right um, <coughs> bim bornog <laughs> yeah. uh, snuffle bubble <laughs> so basically Amy has, Amy has created her own language uh, for frankie who is the main character in the book uh, which yeah. is i think it's called Thotopolanese, is that right? The, yeah, it's ancient Thotopolanese. So Frankie is the, our protagonist. She's um, eleven and one month old, and she, um, she she doesn't want the, any of the adults to know that she she's magic. That her and her little brother can disappear into this world that exists in her in her own head called Thotopolis, and she gets to go there anytime the real world is boring or school is annoying or you know she's like oh the adults are all kind of upset, all these eyes on her all the time trying to figure out you know they kind of say that she's you know gets lost in her own head and she's like ha ah, little do they know. Um, um, so they, you know, they call her a daydreamer and all that, but she kind of, you know, disappears into her own head and she actually, she does. And she's like, you know, they, they don't believe it or I can't tell them, they can't find out because mm. it's my secret with my little brother. Yeah. So it's this, it's this, you know, fantastical world where they get to go on adventures and, you know, there's kind of strange creatures there and it's got its own language. And, um, you know, the, as the book goes on, we kind of, you know, realize that she's got a, a challenge ahead and she has to go on this journey and figure out all these emotion clues to kind of get her through to the next stage. So, yeah. And that's, um, look, it, it's it it deals with we don't we're not going to give away any spoilers especially in hopefully yeah. most of the kids are in school who be reading it but look you know but it does deal with the topic of grief and it deals yeah. with it beautifully and obviously you know it's a difficult topic particularly to approach it from the point of view of children um, and you've had your own reasons to grieve this year with the passing of your dad and everything but like yeah. you know it's it, it's a beautifully handled way and and a wonderful uh, exploration of it and and how you know. It just kind of shows how there are lots of different ways to handle difficult things, yeah. whatever those things are. 
And that's the thing. And, you know, there's no easy, there's no right way to grieve. There's no, there's no manual, unfortunately. And, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly not a linear process. And for, for, especially with kids, um, I, I spoke to a, a clinical psycho- a psychiatrist who had helped me through, you know, just making sure that I was hitting the notes that I needed mm. to. Um, and that was really, really helpful because I didn't want to do anything a disservice in that. And hopefully it will be is something helpful because it's hopeful. And that's, you know, and I, sometimes it's even, it's hard to articulate your emotions as an adult. So for kids, that's even more difficult, especially when, you know, kids, ki- you know, childhood should be happy and fun without, the, you know, the, the, these the, the, those bigger emotions that they have to, that somebody may have to navigate. So, you know, it's doing it in a way that hopefully will give hope that, you know, that, that, that people, you know, are in your heart for always. And, and that, you know, that how you kind of, um, how you go forward with, with, with hope and looking forward to things instead of, so hopefully it is, yeah, that it, it's got moments of, um, of joy in there as well as, as dealing with kind of big emotions. And it's an interesting way of presenting the book because when you look at the front cover, it's very colourful and shiny and you're like, oh great, this is, I know exactly what this book will be like. And then you open it up and it's like, hang on, there are like several different fonts and lots of different illustrations. Yeah. It takes you by surprise from that point of view, but explain the, the logic of having the kind of the two different types of writing in it yeah there, there was i think it just really highlighted that frankie exists in two in two different worlds mm. so the the font when she's in the real world as she calls it is is very kind of like journal entry and you know it's her kind of take on on the world and then i think it just it's it's i think it's helpful for the reader as well that the font changes that she is then in a totally different world so it's it just makes i think it makes it clearer for the reader and then it, it was just more fun as well to really highlight the differences of, of these two kind of spheres that she that she lives in, yeah. um, and then as well, it, you know, the illustration stuff. I loved. I, I, I was never good enough, but one of my dreams as a kid, I would have absolutely loved to have been an illustrator. Right. <laughs> I. But I wasn't able to. It wasn't good enough. So actually, the, that process, process of it, we worked with a brilliant illustrator, Katie Kerr, and I. I I just wanted to make sure the tone was right because again, like we, we spoke before, Dave, like it's a really specific thing when you're writing for a certain age group, like nine to 12, it's not seven to eight, which is very different. And I know that for my own kids. It it is. And you know, I have a nine year old and a seven year old and they are at very different stages of, of that book, you know? Um, so I I think it's, you know, my little fellow would, would struggle with that. Um, so even the illustration, just setting a tone, all of this stuff of setting a tone and, and, you know, the, the illustrations of his, I, she did such an amazing job and it just gives an extra layer um, and, and facilitates that imagination piece as well. So, totally uh, does. Yeah. Um, and also I love the fact that Frankie doesn't like mushrooms because she and I share that and I'm <laughs> absolutely with her on that. It better not creep into any dishes anywhere. Um, no, 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 uh, no. Or onions. I don't mind onions or... or onions, no, onions I'm okay with, but it's the mushrooms are just... I mean, Does any kid like a mushroom? I just don't know any kid. I just feel like something happens. Yeah, there's someone listening now who'll text in and they'll go, oh, my Brian loves it when they're sautéed <laughs> in, in garlic <laughs> butter. <laughs> they're delicious. He loves it for his lunch in school. Um, come here. you were delighted for <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, I'm sorry to bring this up as well because the whole nation across the water from us is grieving at the moment with the passing of Her Royal Highness the Queen but yeah. did you meet her? Yeah, so I met I met Queen Elizabeth twice. I met her. Um, I was I didn't meet her. I, I also <laughs> I also went to the royal wedding. Oh yes, you did. 
I didn't meet her at that. Um, we were only invited to the first part of it, so there was no rock the boat at like <laughs> two in the morning. You got the opposite the of the of afters it. invite. You got the early invite. <laughs> exactly. So I, I didn't get, to, I didn't, I didn't meet anybody then on that day. But um, when when the Queen came over to uh, Dublin Castle, we were at that dinner, and it was we we got to meet her, and then she had a, rec- a reciprocal um, invite over to Windsor Castle, which was amazing. Like wow. I said, you know, she was like, I better have all of them over for dinner in, in Arga. But she was. Um, <laughs> She was, yeah, she was so formidable. And like, as I had said, you know, before she, she had a, like just a genuine warmth and a sense of humor. And, um, you know, she left a, a big impression on so many people, yeah. or, you know, arriving in the green outfit and speaking Irish. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of a, sur- a surreal moment, but yeah, she just had that human side. She was just very, she was very engaging and, uh, and very warm and, and, and funny. I, I, I had said on, on the late late that, you know, when we, we had met her, um, herself and, uh, Prince Philip, that we all had a discussion on how Brian's nose wasn't more broken because, um, <laughs> Mike Tyndall is her granddaughter's husband, yes, granddaughter's course, yes. husband. And then we discussed like how badly you would snore if you'd played too much rugby. So, uh, yeah, all the important just, conversations. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, look, I think everybody needs to go out and get the day I got trapped in my brain uh, for their kids. Uh, it's, I mean, ideally it's an eight plus, I suppose an advanced seven or eight year old might well be able to, to get through it, but definitely sure, it, it seems to be that kind of eight plus to 12 uh, yeah. bracket. And it's, it's so well written for that age group. It really is. Oh, Dave, thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed it and that you're, hopefully your, your kids will enjoy it as well. Yeah, absolutely. There, as I said, one of them is halfway through it. It'll be passed on to the other one after that. And uh, look, it's a, it's a great book to explore the, the wonderful world that Frankie has, but also the topic of grief and everything like that. So well done, Amy. We're a proud thank of you, you as always. Congratulations. Oh, Dave, thank you so much. Thanks All right. a million. Talk soon. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.